It's time! What's up, guys? It is another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. I am your host, Matthew McLaughlin, and I will be giving you my week five picks as well as some of my takeaways from the Thursday night game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. So let's just jump right into it. Looking at this Tampa Bay-Chicago game, Nick Foles versus Tom Brady, round two. Will Nick Foles once again beat Brady, even though that he's on an... on I shouldn't say undermanned, but the gap in talent between the Buccaneers and the Bears is pretty significant. I mean, we can all agree on that. Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does. He, I mean, he made some good plays, but surprisingly, everyone, what everyone's going to be talking about is that it appeared Tom Brady forgot that it was fourth down on the Bucks' final drive in the last uh, minute or so, and instead of going for the first down, he tried to take a shot, assuming it was third down and that they had a down to play with, and, you know, uncharacteristically, you know, Tom Brady had a mental lapse. But I think it is important to remember that Tom Brady's Tom Brady. He's been in the same system for 20-plus 20, 20 years. He hasn't really needed to learn a new system or um, let alone get used to a new coach. And it's been interesting to watch. It's an interesting development. And I think that this matchup with Bruce Arians is uh, a good fit for Tom Brady. It's just taking some time especially considering that the offseason was really dominated with Zoom calls and uh, not necessarily working in the building, in the uh, training facility to try and get used to um, some of these uh, more complex offenses, especially Bruce Arians' air raid offense, which is very pass-heavy and uh, favors the down ball, the long bomb, more. Um but on the flip side, Nick Foles struggled in this one. He looked terrible through the first half, um, picked it up a little bit in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter he made plays when he needed to. But it wasn't enough for me to say Nick Foles is the guy to take the Bears to the Super Bowl. I saw Max Kellerman saying he's the Nick Foles gives the Bears a chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, and that's just – that's not that's not realistic. Let's be honest here. I mean, Nick Foles is a solid quarterback. I – Love the guy he brought home the Eagles' first Super Bowl. Um, I think he's a, he's a decent quarterback, but I don't think he's good enough to be a full-fledged starter consistently. It's just the basic facts. Every time we've seen this guy go into a starter situation, he has struggled. And it, I mean, what more is there to say? This guy just isn't good enough to be a full-fledged starting quarterback. He can be a, a great bridge quarterback and backup and like try and help out a, an incoming rookie. Um, or a new free agent who's trying to learn an offense, but as a full-fledged starter, Nick Foles is not a franchise quarterback. Let's just we got to keep it real, and that's what I really took away from this Bears game. Was I mean I don't get why people still believe that Nick Foles can be uh, good enough to carry this team to a Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. You can't have David Montgomery rushing for only twenty-nine yards on ten carries. That's not going to get you a Super Bowl. Allen Robinson had 90 yards receiving on 10 t- or yeah, 90 yards receiving on 10 receptions, but he had zero touchdowns. I mean, 
Jimmy Graham had a touchdown, but he only had 33 yards receiving. And I get what the Bears are trying to do and spread the ball out and uh, use an, any weapon that they can. But offensively, when you're going up against the Buccaneers, um, the Saints, the Packers now, like these upper echelon NFC teams, it's you can't have uh, those type of statistics. You need your guys to get into the end zone. And I don't think that the Bears are going to consistently – hold the upper echelon teams such as the Buccaneers to less than 20 points I think that that's a tall task when you're going up against the Packers Um, I think the Saints are going to bounce back I mean even if they do make it to the Super Bowl and you're looking at the AFC you have the Chiefs the Steelers the Ravens um, I don't think the Bears are going to be able to hold those teams to under 20 points so I think the Bears are a very very long shot to go all the way Um, but that being said it was a it was a good game. This Chicago defense looked like the defense that we knew that they could be for the last couple of years after they had that breakout year in twenty eighteen, I believe. Um, so it's the defense is getting there. They're looking much better as the season hasn't gone on. Um, Tampa Bay's defense is looking pretty good. I mean, they only gave up twenty points, and I think that's really about all you can do now in the modern NFL with these uh offense heavy rules that allow offensive players to get major chunk plays downfield whether that's off penalties just how the the game is played now i mean the buccaneers pretty much did all they could it was just tom brady just lost this game and that's just the fact of it and there's no other way to look around i mean yes you could say he he didn't have as many weapons but how many weapons does this guy need he still has ronald jones ronald jones rushed for 106 yards on 17 carries didn't find the end zone um gronk had 52 yards receiving on three catches uh, mike evans was still hauling in five catches i mean how many how many more excuses does this guy need he he lost straight up um so the the big takeaway from this game is that the buccaneers are still uh working through it they're not polished they're not um, they're not this uh, super team that's going to slide in and fit all the pieces right away and just start firing on all cylinders. It's going to take time. It's We may not even see the full potential of this team in, until the divisional round or even the NFC Championship when Tom Brady's going to play his best football because that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, those are my big takeaways from – uh that thursday night game so let's jump into the sunday slate uh kicking off at one o'clock we have my philadelphia eagles going up against the pittsburgh steelers in this one (sighs) now as an eagles fan i am seriously hoping that they can somehow win this game and pull off an upset carson Wentz did look better in that uh win against san francisco last week on sunday night football uh he hit he hit some big passes um, made the right plays in some points, but he also, like the rest of the season, he struggled. Um, so it's really going to be tough with this Pittsburgh Steelers defense that hasn't played in a little bit, but I think that the Eagles could get back on track, but I don't think it's going to be enough. I think Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers team is uh, ready to get back going and ready to get back on uh get back in the win column simply because I think they've heard a lot of uh, criticism about them and 
or that they've just been forgotten in the AFC playoff picture because I think most analysts assume that it's just the the Chiefs and the Ravens and then everyone else. Like, it's just they're head and shoulders above the rest of the competition, and I think the Steelers are eager to prove that that's not the case and that they belong in that group. Um, That being said, as much as I would love to pick the Eagles, you know what, screw it. I'll pick the Eagles in this one. They're plus seven underdogs. Um, I think that this will be a good game. The over-under is 44. Um, I think that's a little low. I'm going to hit the over in this one. I'm going to say Eagles win this one 30-27 because of Carson Wentz. I think he's going to pull off some heroics and pull off some clutch put, clutch plays down the stretch and uh, get them the win. And, um, yeah, so those are my takeaways from this game moving on to the next game in the one o'clock window we have the carolina panthers at the atlanta falcons can the falcons get their first win this is going to be the tough task um i think if any team could get their first win this week i think it's going to be the atlanta falcons because i mean carolina has had a solid offense but I think if this comes down to offense, I'm going to give it to the Falcons on this one. I think this will be a shootout, and I think uh, a divisional game, the Falcons will be fired up to finally somehow get that first win. Um, and I think Matt Ryan's ready to prove himself as a, as a quarterback because I think he has gotten some slack uh, the last couple of years, especially after that uh, 28-3 collapse against the Patriots. We all know about that. Um, but this is a tight spread. Falcons are favored by two points. The uh, the over-unders have 53.5. I'm going to pick over because, like I said earlier, uh, the, this game is going to be a shootout because it's the NFC South. Um, these defenses aren't, aren't necessarily the best. And um, I think it's going to be... It's going to be a good one if you like offense. I mean, both these offenses are averaging over 400 yards a game. Uh, it's going to come down to which defense can make the stop. And I think Atlanta, I'm pulling for Atlanta. Atlanta's the underdog. I'm going to root for the underdog in this one. Um, I'm going to take Falcons in this one, 35-30. Uh, to 30. I think it's going to be that close and would not be surprised to see uh, Atlanta s- somehow pull this one away and snatch the Panthers from winning their third game this season. Uh, moving on, we have a classic rivalry game dating back to the seventies. We have the Oak, or excuse me, not the Oakland Raiders. Sorry, first force of habit. We have the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and uh, Derek Carr face off and try and prove themselves. Or excuse me, not Patrick Mahomes, but Derek Carr is going to try and prove himself once again as Vegas's long-term quarterback. It feels like every week. Uh, Derek Carr is trying to do that and try and uh, solidify his spot as the quarterback for the future for this team. That being said, big spread here. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs favored by 11.5. The over-under is set at 55.5. I think this is going to hit the over. I think these teams are going to get 30-plus apiece. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is going to do his thing. He's going to make some plays. The Chiefs are looking they're looking a little bit vulnerable against a Cam newton uh, list team and the Patriots last week they were held to um no offensive touchdowns in the first half and whether you want to say that's from Bill Belichick and this defense or not um 
the Chiefs have definitely looked a lot more human than I think people were expecting. Even though they are 4-0, credit to Andy Reid and that coaching staff, they are still 4-0. Patrick Mahomes has done Patrick Mahomes things, but that defense is going to be what makes or breaks this team. That being said, um, the the Vegas Raiders are uh, possibly going to lose Henry Ruggs in this game. He's listed as questionable, but... Um, it's it's going to be an uphill battle for Vegas. I think that Chiefs will win this one. I think it's going to be a, a pretty tight game. I think it's going to be Chiefs forty, uh, Raiders thirty. Yeah. So if you're if you love offense, tune into this one. I think it's going to be a big explosion of offense. Moving on to the next game, we have the Arizona Cardinals going up against the New York Jets. Now this game has been in question because of um or this game originally was in question because there were some positive tests within the Jets' facility. Um, But that seems to have been all cleared up, and this game looks like it will be kicking off. Uh, The Cardinals are kind of reeling so far. In the last couple of games, they have not looked like the team that we saw in the first two weeks of the season. Um, But against this pathetic, miserable Jets team, I think that the Cardinals are going to bounce back and Kyler Murray is going to have an MVP-like performance simply because the Jets are so abysmal and they're so, so bad, so bad. I don't think any player wants to be on that team, and I think this is pretty much a guaranteed lock. The Cardinals are favored by a touchdown at seven points and the over-under set at 47.5. I'm going to take the under because I don't see the Jets' offense putting up that many points, especially if... Uh, Sam Darnold is out, um, so I would expect the Cardinals to win this game pretty handily. I got Cardinals winning this one, uh, thirty to fifteen. I think it's going to be not very close at all. Um, so on to the next game on our slate, we have the Los Angeles Rams going up against the Washington Football Team. Big storyline going into this week: Dwayne Haskins, the presumptive. Uh, starting franchise quarterback for the Washington football team will be benched. Ron Rivera has decided to bench him this week in favor of Kyle Allen, who, if you guys don't remember, he uh, filled in uh, for Cam Newton last year when Newton went down with an injury and when Rivera was still coaching in Carolina, which feels like ages ago. Um, And I think that it's a smart move. I think Haskins needs to learn from the sidelines a little bit even if it's just for a couple series, um, just to get an idea of, um, you know, the reads that he's missing, the turnover issues that he's had. He has four touchdowns and three interceptions, which isn't bad, but he has struggled with fumbling the ball. He has fumbled the ball quite often and has costed Washington games. Um, But I think that being said, this is pretty much a lock. Uh, the Washington's averaging less than 20 points a game. Rams are averaging 27. Uh, Rams are averaging over 400 yards of offense. That defense is looking pretty solid. I think they could improve um, on the rushing front. They're al- allowing 124 rushing yards a game, which isn't terrible, but I think they could improve, um, especially if they want to compete in the NFC, which they've shown that they belong up there, definitely in the top five in the NFC. Uh, Sean McVay has looked like the old Sean McVay, and these Rams are looking like the explosive Rams that we saw him go to the Super Bowl a few years ago. So that being said, 
Uh, Spread-wise, the Rams are favored by seven. The over-unders have 45.5. Uh, I would give the Rams a win, obviously. And as for the spread, I don't necessarily see 46 points over in this one. I think it's, this could be um, like a 28-10 to 10 type of game, 28 to even maybe... Um, maybe 28 to 15 which may be cutting it a little close but i think it's going to be an under in this one just because i think it's all going to hinge on if washington can put up double digit points which we've already seen the rams lock down the giants for i I believe it was a six or seven points so this defense is capable of shutting down opponents it's just going to be a matter of can they do it again this week and i expect them to um so yeah I got the Rams in that one. Like I said earlier, I think it's going to be like a 28 to to 10 to 15 type of range. Uh, that So I th- would expect the Rams to keep on rolling in this one to a 4-1 four and, and one record. And next 1 p.m. game, we have the Bengals at the Ravens. Joe Burrow takes on Lamar Jackson. This should be an electrifying game. If any of you guys can watch this game, watch it just to see the type of plays these quarterbacks are going to be making. Obviously, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, two of the best uh, quarterbacks in the AFC, and honestly, two of the uh, stars of the future for the NFL in general. Um, That being said, Bengals Bengals have two key injuries, Joe Mixon and John Ross III. Uh, Joe Mixon is questionable. John Ross III is doubtful. Um, and the Ravens have their fair share of injuries too. Marcus Peters is questionable. Jimmy Smith is questionable. Those would be two huge hits to the secondary if they do lose those guys for this week. Um, but I think that Baltimore is so deep at every position that they're going to handle that just fine. Uh, Baltimore is favored by 12 points on the spread over under at 50 and a half. I think this is going to be an explosive game. I think both teams are going to really uh shine in this one and especially the quarterbacks i would expect to see joe burrow throw for over uh two three hundred excuse me throw for 300 again um 300 passing yards that is and throwing a couple touchdowns in there and hopefully they can get the running game going if they do have Mixon healthy um so i got the ravens in this one uh 32 28 i think it's going to be a pretty good game and it's going to be fun to watch so keep an eye on that one uh so moving on to the next game in our 1 p.m time window jaguars at texans i think that the texans do get their first win now that bill o'brien is out of the building um and romeo cronell steps up as interim head coach i think he's going to keep the game plan pretty simple for deshaun watson um and just try and make the easy plays and i think that the texans are going to win this one simply because like i said bill o'brien out of the building um they can finally start with a clean slate whether it's mid-season or not uh hopefully they can get the comeback going and hopefully get some wins um so i would expect the texans to take this one they are favored by five and a half points and the over under is set at 54 and a half as for the jaguars i mean gardner Minshew has done pretty great considering he has like no one to throw to (laughs) through no fault of his own it's just been the jaguars ownership and front office have just basically traded away every player that they could who was good for them and that they could get a decent pick for um so i think that the texans win this one uh as for the over under at 54 and a half i think i'm gonna take the over on that one uh i think it's gonna be a 
a good one. It's going to be a good game. I would expect a 33 to 28-ish score. I think that these quarterbacks are going to put up some huge numbers this week. Um, so moving on to the late afternoon slot, we have the Miami Dolphins going up against the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, the 49ers are still injury battered. It's It's been tough for them to uh, bounce back. They lost to the Eagles last week, um, mainly due to quarterback play. But against a Miami team that is still rebuilding and is still trying to find its footing, um, it's. I think that the 49ers are going to win this one pretty easily, and I think the defense is going to uh, bounce back here. And honestly, the 49ers could get some huge weapons this week. Debo Samuel, he's listed as questionable. Raheem Mostert is listed as questionable. If they can get both of those guys this week, healthy then i mean that's a huge boost and i think that this is pretty much a lock 49ers are only favored by eight points um the over under set at 51 the dolphins have been able to put up points i mean they're averaging a touch over 20 at 23 but they could put up 28 when they want to and i think that they're going to do that this week um just because fitz magic is going to take over <laughs> quarterback ryan fitzpatrick um and I think that they will get some turnovers for some points simply because we've seen quarterbacks Nick Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard turn the ball over. Um, so I think that 49ers take this one. I believe it's going to be like a 27-25 to 25 game. I think it's going to be really weird. So I would take that under, and I think that uh, quarterback play is really going to hinge this game, like most games we've seen in the NFL. Uh, moving on to the 425 game, great matchup. The Indianapolis Colts for versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, both teams have looked awesome so far. I mean, Cleveland struggled early in the season, but now they're rolling. Odell Beckham looks like the Odell Beckham that we know and truly love to watch seeing. Whether we like him or hate him, you have to watch him. He just makes these incredible plays. The line is actually even, and the over-under is at 48. I'm, I'm hammering that over. I think this is going to be a great offensive showing. I think Philip Rivers uh, will be slinging the ball around for the Colts, and the Browns are going to definitely keep it pounding on the ground and try and get the running game going, which will be interesting against this uh, Colts defensive line with uh, DeForest Buckner uh, leading the charge. And I think it's going to be a great matchup to watch. Like I said, uh, Baker Mayfield's going to do his thing, but the game can't go entirely on him. We've seen him just collapse in those moments, and... I think he can get better down later on in his career. I don't think he necessarily has to do that right now. Um, if they keep Kevin Stefanski, I think he will get to that point where he can take over games single-handedly. Uh, but for right now, just make the simple plays, keep him rolling in the pocket, uh, keep keep the ball on the ground when you want to, and just control the clock, keep the ball away from the Colts, and do your own thing. So I got Cleveland winning this one. Like I said, the line is actually even. And the over-under set at 48. I have the Browns winning this one. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like 38 to 30. Something along those lines. So moving on to the next one. In our late afternoon slot, we have the New York Giants against the Dallas Cowboys. The New York Giants are still winless without Saquon Barkley. Daniel, quarterback Daniel Jones has struggled. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are imploding right before our very eyes. Their offense has been able to put up points in bunches, as we've seen. 
multiple times where they've put up over 30 plus points sometimes even 40 um but it's if they lose this game it's jerry jones may just start trading away players i mean i would not be surprised to see Ezekiel elliott on the trading block if they lose this game i mean a huge loss for the cowboys this week was uh, offensive tackle tyrone smith for the season due to a neck injury um and this dallas team as as much as i don't like the cowboys i gotta give them respect because that offense has done um an incredible job but part of that has been because the defense has been so horrific that they've had to consistently throw um consistently try and um get points and bunches to try and catch up in these games where they're down take uh last week for instance against the cleveland browns i mean they lost that game uh 49 to 38 but that was not a close game as the scoreboard doesn't tell you that cleveland dominated that game for most of the half and then they um started putting in like not putting in their second stringers but I think they went into a much more defensive mindset and just trying to milk the clock and just, you know, keep the clock running as much as possible. But that being said, the Cowboys defense has to step up. If they if they let up over 20 points to this Giants de- offense without Saquon Barkley, especially when Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator for the Giants now, Oh, I don't think Jerry Jones is going to be liking that. I think Jerry Jones' world is about to be turned right upside down, folks. Um, So I would expect the Cowboys to win this one. But that being said, it's the Cowboys, so I'm not putting much faith in that. Uh, They're currently favored by 8.5 points. The over-under is at 53. I would take the under for this one. Even though it's 53, I think that the Giants' offense is going to struggle. And I don't think the Cowboys are necessarily going to put up 40 um, that they would need to in order to cover the over. I think it's going to be Cowboys winning this one, uh, like 27 to 10 ish, somewhere in that range. I think that Cowboys are going to get out early, uh, to a lead. And then I wouldn't be surprised if they started putting in like their backups and stuff <laughs> simply because they're the Cowboys and they can do that. Um, so moving on to the 820, uh, Sunday night football game, we have the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Minnesota Vikings have struggled pretty much throughout this season. Uh, Russell Wilson has carried the Seahawks to an undefeated record, and he's doing his MVP thing. And he, like every year, he's looking like the MVP candidate that we have seen repeatedly and I think that we have underappreciated. I, the, the throws that Russell Wilson makes are just incredible, where he can flick it with his wrist and it just, the ball just travels 40 yards in the into the back of the end zone in a tight window and I think we need to start looking at Russell Wilson and start appreciating his greatness as a quarterback that being said Minnesota's defense has struggled pretty much throughout the season they're allowing over 400 yards a game Seattle's defense isn't much better they're allowing close to 500 yards a game but their rushing defense has made up for it they're allowing 75 and a half yards per game on the ground um but that being said i think that strength on strength minnesota's run game going up against seattle's rush defense i think seattle's going to win this one and i think russell wilson's going to do his thing go for over 300 yards couple couple touchdowns would expect at least two or three 
Um, their fa- Seahawks are favored by seven points. The over-unders at 57. Uh, I, would th- I would go under. I think the Seahawks are going to do their thing, get to an early lead, and probably end the game by like the second quarter or maybe even the third quarter. Um, and I think it's going to be not very close at all. I would expect... I think Seattle's going to win this one 32-15 or 20. Um, I'm not expecting Minnesota's offense to really get it together in this one simply because they're based on the rush. Um, And I think that they're going to struggle in Seattle. So in a weird uh, weekday slate um, with the Monday games we have at 5 p.m. That's right, folks. We have 5 p.m. Monday night football. In the first of our doubleheader, we have the Denver Broncos going up against the New England Patriots. Um, it's been a tough road for the New England Patriots. They, <sighs> Stephon Gilmore, their star cornerback, he is the man known as Gilly Lock. He is probably the best player on that team, including Cam Newton, which is saying a lot. He is the the dude that shuts down uh, this uh, the other team's offense just by locking down their best player. I mean, this guy is a huge part of the Patriots defense that already lost a lot of starters due to opt-outs and COVID concerns. He tested positive for COVID-19, which is a huge blow to Bill Belichick. Um, And now if they can get Cam Newton healthy and get him in this game, I think it will be uh, a win for the Patriots. Um, As of now, there are no money line or spread, uh, points out yet simply because i think the game has been moved it was originally scheduled to take place tomorrow but obviously with covid concerns the nfl has had to improvise a lot this season so they moved it to monday um it's gonna be if cam newton is not healthy um this will be some ugly football i think that jeff driscoll and in a quarterback for denver is gonna be a little strange um, as for the Patriots, Brian Hoyer, he's a game manager. We've seen him win games for the Patriots, but it's going to come down to the success of the run game and, you know, not having him throw deep balls and carry, carry the game and carry the offense. So I got the Patriots winning this one. As for the score wise, um, I would assume like 20, I don't even want to say 20. I want to say like 25 to 17 i think it's going to be a weird game and i think there's going to be a lot of ugly football so this may be interesting to watch uh simply to see how bad these teams may be um in the 815 the original slated sunday night game i love this matchup we have the los angeles chargers going up against the new orleans saints i am all sold on justin herbert air bear i think he's a great quarterback a great prospect and i'm excited to to hear that Anthony Lynn has named him the starter uh, going forward. Um, as for the New Orleans Saints, they may get back star wide receiver Michael Thomas uh, from ankle injury. Uh, that would be a huge boost for Drew Brees in this offense. I think they sorely, sorely miss him. We've seen this team struggle uh, over the weeks due to his absence. But Drew Brees is still doing his thing. He's still got over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns on the year. Um, Alvin Kamara has been a huge part of this offense. He has 50 carries for 236 yards and four touchdowns on the ground. He's New Orleans' leading receiver also. So, honestly, if they can get Michael Thomas back, um, 
expect uh, New Orleans to win this one pretty handedly. So uh, as much as I would love to pick my guy, Air Bear, I think it's going to be New Orleans in this one. Spread's currently at 8.5, and the over-under's at 50.5. I think this is going to be an offensive explosion. Um, I'm ex- I'm gonna pick the Chargers to uh, to cover. I think it's gonna be um, a tough tough time to cover, but I think they will cover, and it's gonna be a close close game. And I think they're gonna definitely go over fifty one points. Um, I would take uh, Chargers to cover, but I think I'm picking New Orleans to win the game. Uh, Saints final score: Saints thirty five, uh, Chargers thirty. Um, somewhere in that range. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. All right, moving on to our last game of the week. Yes, Tuesday. We're getting to Tuesday night game, folks. We have the Buffalo Bills going up against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have struggled to get into their facility because of COVID concerns. Uh, reports came out that um, players were going to a Nashville high school after the facility shut, shut down to keep practicing and keep working on uh, their offense. But you know a lot of a lot of uh reports have come out that it was an open pretty much an open secret that the Titans didn't necessarily enforce the mask rules that the NFL was uh enforcing blah 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 anyway point is covid happened dropped an elbow from the top rope on the Tennessee Titans and so we've had to res- the NFL has had to reschedule a game from Sunday to Tuesday but I'm all for it. I'm all down for weekday football. Um, Josh Allen, we get another chance to see Josh Allen. He has looked like an absolute stud. He's thrown for uh, almost over 1,300 yards. Um, he has 12 touchdowns on the year. I think St- that's Stephon Diggs' trade that the Bills made with the Vikings to get Diggs over to Buffalo. It was a fantastic trade, and it's paid off in huge dividends now that Allen has a receiver not named Cole Beasley to throw to and go up and make huge catches and huge touchdowns when they needed. Um, as for Tennessee, I think they're going to have a lot of rust, and I think Buffalo's just firing on all cylinders. I mean, players have said that, that they're hearing all the reports and they're hearing all the noise and they're ready to prove that they belong uh, as an AFC contender and that they can back up their 3-0 and record. But I think when you take a couple of – couple of weeks off from practice because of COVID concerns, I think that definitely will hurt them significantly. So I'm going to take the Buffalo and uh, keep an eye out for Buffalo. If I had to pick one AFC team to knock off the Chiefs or the Ravens to somehow get into the Super Bowl, I think this is Bill's Mafia time once again. Uh, That's right. I said it. I'm hopping on the wagon. Um, I think that the Bills are going to finally get back to the Super Bowl for the first time since Jim Kelly was quarterback and Thurman Thomas was rushing the ball. That's how you know um, it's been a minute since Buffalo has been in the Super Bowl with a chance to get get the Lombardi Trophy. Um, because of the move from Sunday to uh, Tuesday, similar to the Denver game, uh, there are no spreads and there are no money lines out right now. Um on ESPN at least. So I'm going to take Buffalo in this one. I think Josh Allen's going to have another huge performance. I think it's going to be Buffalo 35, Tennessee 28. I think it'll still be a good game, but um, I think that Tennessee's going to have some rust early, and then they'll explode later in the game, probably the second half. So 
Um, those are my week five picks. Hope you guys all enjoyed them. Uh, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. And let's enjoy another great weekend of football while we still have it and COVID hasn't run wild throughout the rest of the NFL. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms as well as podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, Your subscription and follows mean just as much as you actually playing the episode. Uh, Thanks again for listening, um, and I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day, and hopefully you enjoyed this one. So 